thankful you've been washed in the blood that will it will never ever lose its power to work on our behalves and to work in our lives to mold and help shape us into who God desires us to be church don't you underestimate what's taking place in Bendale Mississippi the hand of the Lord the presence of God he's working He's working on hearts. He's working on lives. He's in the saving business. He's in the healing business. He's in the delivering business. And God hadn't changed his mind about it, not one bit. To reach into our lives and our hearts and our souls as he has even here this morning. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Let me say it's so good to see each one of you. In the house of the Lord this morning. God bless all of our guests. It's good to see you in the house today. Man, to come and worship the Lord with us and give glory and praise and honor. Amen. To the only wise God. It was like Moses, scripture said, he saw the invisible God. Amen. As he led and directed. Amen. So God's still in the leading business, guiding business, helping business. Let me say it is an honor to see each one of you in the house of the Lord. Amen. To come worship God with us. So good to see the Smith family back with us. Amen. Been missing them around here. Sister Spicer back there. Hallelujah. God bless you. Appreciate y'all coming and just being here. Amen. I'm telling you. It's good to see my niece, Heather. God bless you. It's good to see you with us this morning. Appreciate you being here. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see all of you. House of God coming to give thanks unto none other. He is our provider and our keeper. He's our helper. We'll let our classes go back. Uh, God bless our Sunday school department, all the Sunday school teachers. Amen. All the students. Amen. What a responsibility is laid upon them to take these few minutes compared to the rest of the week and try to impart unto them. The Word of God. Man, the Word of God. We're begotten by the Word. Jesus taught us if we didn't believe on Him as the Scriptures. Amen. As the Word of God. Amen. Thank God for the Word today. Man, thank God for that that we have. It's tangible that we can read and study and keep ourselves balanced. Keep ourselves in the right connection, right place with our Lord. Praise God. What some powerful and beautiful services we had Thursday and Friday night. What a power of the Lord. That's good. Amen. There's no doubt that the Lord, the presence of the Lord was in this house, and we're so thankful for you. Amen. And coming to be a part of that and joining with us, inviting people. Just pray. Brother Phillips, pray for all the evangelists. Man, God's anoint them and use them in such a mighty way. If you believe you're in, in time, you're believing that time is running out, so we don't have time to waste. Man, it's, uh, it's not a day to waste the day. It's a day, amen, to make every day count. To be mindful of God, to be mindful of the Father's business, to be mindful of the kingdom of God. 
I know we got obligations and responsibilities in life itself and and so this helps us to understand the importance of balance being able to keep things in the right perspectives in the right place hallelujah if we're not careful uh, the scripture warns us about access in a lot of areas a lot of directions and um, uh, we just want to get a real good balanced life in God and in the kingdom of God man until he takes us out of this earth until he takes us and takes the church we, we're, we're the doorway. We're, we're the light. We're the hope. We represent a kingdom that's an everlasting kingdom. We represent a name that's above every name. Amen. Praise God. We walk in a, a kingdom, a spirit. We, we respond to things different than everybody else. I mean, we don't think like everybody else. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. Man, about the Holy Ghost, about when you call yourself a Christian, when you call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. When you heard of him and you heard the gospel, there had to be a change made. There had to be a change of direction, a change of, of passions and desire. The scripture helps us to understand this. We start loving the things we once hated and start hating the things that we once loved. Another place that talks about we become a new creation. Amen. It's a continual work, a continual process as we follow after Jesus Christ and the doctrines or teachings of Jesus Christ. And then it falls right into the apostles' doctrines and we know that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, but the apostles and the doctrines of the apostles. And, and God would back up those doctrines with wonders and signs. Amen. I'm telling you, we got to go back to some of this. we got to be willing to pay the price. And, and I know some of this, as we know that Jesus, time the son was, that was, the gentleman had a son that was uh, demon-possessed from a child. And that's the best the father could give unto the Lord. When he asked from, from whence, from since, or how long had he been in this condition? How long had he struggled this? And he says, from a child. Amen. And even though the disciples had failed to be able to deliver him, Jesus Christ, amen, moves and delivers him. And so we know, we know that God wants us. And uh, Brother Ford done said a little bit when he made the statement about being sheep the nature of sheep um, the way they respond to things and uh, the way they humble themselves and even when they're going to be sheared the, the the blading and all of that it's it's different so our lesson our lesson's going to deal in a realm and a place it's really opposite of the world it's really opposite of um of, in, in, I hate to say it in a way, but in, in a way it's even against the way of America in a sense of with pride, in a sense, you know, I'm the man, you know, I can dominate, I can, you know, and uh, we, we have military forces and special forces and they go through special trainings. You got highway patrolmen that go through special training and they can endure that training. There's no doubt they are above the normal man. 
and their, their strength and ability to take on conflicts and struggles and battles, that's what they're there for. They're not really there uh, just, you know, to give everybody speeding tickets and, you know, stop all the grandmas and grandpas and uh, give them speeding tickets, amen. But, you know, they're the main force in the state, believe it or not, that you call on whenever the right things happen. It's the highway patrolman's called on. Believe it or not, when your own prisons needs a good cleansing, guess who they call on? It's not the guards of that prison. It's the highway patrolman that comes in there. And they don't wear anything, amen, that identifies them. They put on full black garments. And then you can say what you want to tell me. But, but we, we focus on that sometimes, and we look at that. And, and so we've got to be careful. We've got to find that balance as Christians, as Holy Ghost-filled people. And, and you watch this. You watch our lesson today as followers of Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we, we're not a bunch of pushovers, not a bunch of sissies. In fact, real men and real ladies are those that will submit themselves unto the Word of God, that will yield themselves unto the Holy Ghost, that won't let the pressures and the pure pressures of the world and the opinions of others to impact them to, to be ashamed of who they are. In their conduct, in their way of living, in their conversations, in everything of who and what they are. Because to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, it's an everyday event. It's not just a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, and a Wednesday night, and special service nights. It's, it's every day. It's who we are. Every day. Amen. It's vessels of God. So following the teachings of Jesus... And the scripture lessons coming out of Luke, the sixth chapter. Luke is a, a smaller version, a man of the Sermon of the Mount. <laughs> if you want a full version of it, you've got to go back to Matthew. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The fifth chapter of Matthew actually headlights and focuses upon that full chapter. Upon how man should respond to man. How he should deal with man. And we're going to go into it some. We'll, we'll hit on it. The sixth chapter, the, uh, sixth chapter deals with man and God. And how man should respond to God. And serve him and represent him. And, and then the seventh chapter is a combination of both. Balancing, unifying, joining together. And so it's probably one of the most powerful uh, speech, if you want to put it that way, services or ministries or preaching or message that you'll ever read, and especially when you start reading into the depthness of it. And, and especially when you get to the place, you know what, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to apply this to my life. This is how I'm going to respond as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now remember, this Sermon on the Mount is the words of Jesus Christ himself. And he, he, just, he just came out of the fourth chapter of Out of the Wilderness of Temptation. After putting the devil in his place by the word of God. Amen. He just came out and led by the Spirit. Amen. Back into Galilee. Back into Judea. Back. Led by the Spirit. And being led by the Spirit, he led him right into this Sermon on the Mount. So, so we know that God, 
Amen. Jesus Christ manifested. Amen. God Almighty. We, we understand here's the heartbeat. Here's the voice. This is the foundation. This is the core. This is how we conduct ourselves. This is how we live to represent Jesus Christ. You know, the scripture, you know, I believe we have to be careful what we pray for. If you really believe God, if you believe God hears your prayers, and you believe God will respond, amen, you'll be careful how you pray. You won't pray these nonchalant prayers. You'll be careful not to pray out of lust, and James talks about that. Amen. Sometimes you don't ask because ask you ask out of lust. In other words, your own purpose of reason, amen, is really not God's will, so God's not going to respond to that prayer. It's not that he didn't hear it. <laughs> amen. Just didn't have the right, right principle behind it, the right heartbeat behind it. And um, so as we watch this, and uh, the lesson, the focus verses is in Luke 6 and 46. It says, Why call ye me Lord, Lord? And do not the things which I say. All of this is what God has said. This is Jesus Christ. This is God. This is the word of God. You can't separate it. You can't divide them. If it's in this book, God said it. And God meant it. Okay? So we have this as, uh, to give us instructions. As to be an example unto us. To something that we can follow after. I'm sure some of you ladies. I don't know how often they do it today. But I can remember a time. A man with eight birthday in Oxenby. You went in that old house. You would see an old sewing machine. Setting up. It kind of be on a little table. And you would see what was called patterns. One after another. Little pamphlets. Little deals. And they would pull them patterns out to... So dresses and skirts and whatever, whatever they desired. And, and um, so that's what this is all about. You and I become the epistles and sometime at a spiritual realm, but yet you and I become those patterns for the rest of the world. That's bowing to their gods, that's walking after what revelation, what knowledge, what experiences they had. Amen. But then here you and I. This is the call that was, was, had been given to Israel. Amen. When they was called out of Egypt and going into that promised land, they was to represent this one God. This one God that was in a box, if you please. Amen. They looked a little strange. They looked a little odd. They looked a little peculiar. That hasn't changed. And I'm telling you, we're seeing more of that today. And it's going to become more, more revealing. Amen. As time clicks on. Amen. Because we're living in a world today that everybody's a Christian. Everybody's going to heaven. Nobody sins anymore. Well, I'm just telling the truth here. I see that even among the Pentecost. So let's don't. I'm not throwing stones at nobody. I, I, I'm not slinging. I'm just telling you where we at and what we got to deal with. And so we see the importance making sure that we line up not to what I say. But we lined up with what this book says. That's what makes all the difference in the world. Uh, I tell people all the time, they say, well, that's what you say. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. If that's what I said, you're right. You got, a, you got a right, amen, to do whatever you want to. But if I didn't say it and I just repeat it and what's a mandate, amen, to preach the gospel. And I preach the truth. Then I didn't say it. God said it. 
And if you got a problem with that, then don't take this offense. I'm just saying, but tell, that we got a problem. If we got a problem with that, let's take it on with God. Because how I many of you believe this is God's word? I know. Then we got those that starts. You got your own private interpretation. Peter said we didn't. Peter said no man has a private interpretation. Why would God do something like that? You know what God done? God came down and he took out all the crooked places. He took all the low places and lifted them up. He took all the high places and pulled them down. He took out all the rough places and made them smooth. <laughs> that's, that's the Bible. That that you and I could not do because of weakness of flesh. Even under the law. He came in the likeness of flesh. And paid a price. And made a way that you and I can represent a different kingdom. A different power. A different demonstration of love. <laughs> so. As we watch this this morning, we begin to unfold and take place. And um, there's, there's a lot of scriptures. There's a lot of area for me to try to touch. And I didn't bring my watch. I didn't mean. I just thought about it. But anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, Y'all just kind of help me. And I, 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 maybe I can tell. Um, <laughs> I don't promise nothing. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I got to leave a little room. <laughs> but anyway. No, we really don't want to keep you, you know, we, we, we do things decent in order to do things. But anyway, so as we watch this, you and I, we have to admit, we're facing some difficult times, difficult hours. Amen. Christians, true Christians, sold out Christians, those that's walking in the scriptures and being led by the Holy Ghost. And you can't serve two masters. Sweet and bitter water can't come out of the same fountain. Let's, some of that we need to just really get, you know, refresh our memory this morning early. Hallelujah. Either I'm in or I'm out. You know, there's really no in between with God. You're either for him or against him. Now, I believe in a process. And I believe as long as we're moving toward the light, moving in the direction, being led by the Spirit. You know what? The Spirit can lead you before you ever get the Holy Ghost. Did you know that? God's hand can be in your life directing and bringing you. Things just don't happen by an accident. People are not just accidentally saved. Huh. No. No, there's something. That, first of all, the Spirit of God's got to draw. That's, that's the reason you and I go out in the highways and the byways. And we carry this truth, this gospel. The power of God. The love of God. Man, to compel them. Man, we don't, we don't literally go out and, and, you know, calf rope them and tie them up. And, you know, we don't, send the, we, don't, we don't send the bay dogs and the bulldogs and catch them and tie them up and put them in handcuffs and tie them up and bring them. <laughs> we do hogs that way, but we don't do people that way. Okay? Hallelujah. But you know what, Ken? The Holy Ghost can compel them. The, the Spirit of God that flows out of you. We're talking about on Wednesday night being a witness. Acts 1 and 8, that's what it talks about. After the baptismal, the power to witness a man of, of God. So he promised us the spirit of a sound mind. Man, I'm telling you, the mind's under the battle today. The mind's being bombarded from every direction. And man's trying to do everything he can to help assist the mind. If you don't believe that, go to, go to your drugstores now. 
Amen. And there's, there's a lot of, as much about mental medication that there is. And if we're not, well, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. If we're not careful, some of that's going to really get us messed up. Hallelujah. Some of that's really going to get us down some side roads. But I'm telling you, the only way to get a spirit of a sound mind is through Jesus Christ. Through the baptism. That's what he promised. That's what Paul wrote to Timothy and said. Amen. He promised of a sound mind. And that's not what's the next. So he didn't promise a spirit of fear. Fear is the next thing. Amen. You know how people's losing their minds because of the spirit of fear. Amen. It's, it's, it's bombarding their minds and bombarding their hearts. Amen. And you know what? That spirit of fear can work in our direction if we let it. Because when you start thinking about and questioning your fellowship with God, your companionship with God, it starts going, you know what? I think I'm going to start digging in. I'm going to start seeing for myself what this has to say. There's a lot in this book that's never preached. There's a lot of golden nuggets. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of meals that God wants to give us individually. That we, we don't never, if we don't take the time to read it and spend time in it, we'll miss it. Praise God. How many likes them snacks in between? We, I love them snacks. Man. But so what if it's two or three Snicker bars? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Same way with God. You know, you can't just depend on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday nights. That's the reason we're willing to have revivals, amen, on a Thursday and Friday nights. And any other time we can have it. We're going back to some old ways. We don't need less church. We need more church. We need more gathering together. We need more of the moving of God. We need more of coming together and our talents and skills and callings. Amen. Coming together. We need more of the gathering of the five-fold ministry. That's what's going to make us strong. That's what's going to make us victorious. Being at the house of God, not absent from the house. Praise God. We want to be here. The, the writer actually begins and uh, talks about blessed, blessed of God. And uh, we, we say this often and many a times. And uh, I, I won't go through, especially of Luke or, or of Matthew. There's a way I could cover all these chapters this, this morning. But um, as we just get started and um, uh, the teachings and the instructions that is given here. A man in Luke, the sixth chapter, he took the beginning of it. He actually talks about the Sabbath and how he's the Lord of the Sabbath. And the calling of the 12 disciples, a man that was called out. And, but then he starts with words of blessings and woe. He starts giving us, um, now this is Luke's writings, remember this. Bishop Odom brought this to our attention. And, and I already knew some of this. But anyway, he, he talks about how that Matthew, Matthew congregation was Jews and so Matthew knew that the most effective way to persuade a Jew a, a full-blooded Jew that Jesus Christ was the Messiah was using the scriptures called the Old Testament and so that's the reason Matthew's letter is so much larger and so much more in-depthness especially at the words of Jesus Christ and the quotations, amen, out of the Old Testament. And so you see a comparison here, 
amen, of what Luke has written compared to what Matthew, where he used three full chapters on the Sermon on the Mount, and yet, but here Luke, amen, pretty well sums it all up in one chapter here, amen, but yet there is such a, a likeness of what's going to happen and what's going to unfold, and so as we watch this, and he lifted up his eyes unto his disciples and said, blessed be poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And Matthew calls it, basically, he said, those are poor in the spirit. Amen. We, we lost that. We lost that in the garden. And so we must be born again of the water and spirit. Amen. This is the kingdom. This is what he's talking about. And, and so as he talks about this Sermon on the Mount, as he, Jesus Christ begins to give us instructions and direction on how to respond to this and how to handle this. He says, Blessed are they that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Hunger after what? Matthew went a little further, didn't he? He said, Blessed are those that hunger after what? Righteousness. Whose righteousness are we looking for? We can't have our own righteousness. Our righteousness cannot save us. That's the reason God gave us grace. Amen. That we might attain who's right? God's righteousness. Amen. Look at Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Amen. What, what do you put on your breastplate? It's God's righteousness that clothes us. Helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation, the, the shield of faith, and the, the sword. Amen. There's the word of God. But it's His righteousness. Amen. That covers what? All the main organs, the heart, and those, those main organs that, that, that there's life. Amen. That there is a must that must be guarded and protected against the enemy. So, as, I may not try to do all of this. I'm going to do the best I can with some, but anyway. Uh, so he's blessed. Amen. He goes on. He says, blessed are those who hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. He, he's watching this unfold. If you read your lesson, I probably won't go through all his. I can't do both of them. But, but watch what he talks about. Those that's willing to sacrifice. Those that's willing to commit themselves. Those that's willing to weep. We're living in a world today, they'd rather feast and party and have a good time. Amen. That's all I want to do. I... I, I don't be offended when I fix say here. Praise God. But but you know as well as I do. Hey, I can remember a time where Sunday you didn't see people going fishing and hunting. You didn't see people, amen, doing other things. They 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 was, you know, most everybody was either going to the church or they stayed at the house. They was too ashamed to go anyplace else. You'd be shocked at the businesses that wasn't open on Sunday back then. <laughs> amen. We're living in a generation today, man, if we took it back 50 years, we'd be in a mess. We wouldn't know what to do if we couldn't run to town. And I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out to, again, that, that day that was set aside to worship and to, to go to the house together. This is how we watched the enemy as he just made inroads, slowly but surely, one thing after another. And the thief, the robber. I've always said a good thief is somebody could come and take it. And you don't even know what's gone until it's too late. Take that billfold and, you know, it, it, it's a week later. Where's my billfold? <laughs> Praise God. I bet you he don't steal too many phones. <laughs> I could run all day and I said that good night. Amen. If he did, he got it out of your hand. <laughs> Woo, praise God. Amen. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just going on with you. You need a good life. Amen. To help us along the journey here. Keep you awake. <laughs> Praise God. Not you going to sleep. But anyway, so we go on and watch this unfold. He, he's talking to them. He said, Amen. 
Blessed are ye when men shall hate you. Can I, can I just go back a little bit? I, I'm, I, I'd love to. And, and time won't let me do all of it, but watch this. Let's just cover a little bit how, how Matthew deals some of it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall what? Be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the truth of the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Now, he's talking about how to live. He's, he's talking about how to, to walk, how to, how to conduct ourselves following and being disciples of Jesus Christ. And he's pulled the disciples aside and he instructed him. He's given direction. Amen. He says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall seek God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Did you notice that in your lesson today? Did you, you notice that part, what he put in the lesson about being a peacemaker? Now, I'm just going to jump over a little bit. Amen. But, but watch this. No one can be a peacemaker and be proud. I'm so glad y'all got so excited over that. How many of you believe that? Can you walk in and be in a proud and full of pride and really be a peacemaker? I got my peacemaker. Praise God. <laughs> I don't have one on me. I ain't got one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Again, if y'all watch this now, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to lay it out there for us. Watch it. Proud people blow up under pressure. That's one thing I've always given warning. Uh, you know, I'm not totally against people that wants to tote guns and all that. Uh, and my son won't mind me saying this, but he don't tote one, but he takes one in his truck with him, especially when he's on the road so much. And that's what I told him. I said, son, I'm going to tell you something now. I said, you better be careful. I said, that moment of anger. Grab that thing and for a few seconds. That's the reason everybody don't keep, that's the reason it's best for not everybody to take one. Okay. Some can and some can't. If you're going to tote one, you ought to be trained. First of all, you need to know how to shoot it. <laughs> it's, it's a bad deal. Hey, I'm going to tell them myself, okay? It's, hey, I, I was small, but I still remember this so well, and maybe this is why I'm afraid of snakes so bad, but... We went in some backwater fishing. I went with my two oldest brothers, and they had the rifle. Well, I'd never shot the rifle. I didn't know nothing about it. But anyway, they was doing some crawfishing, doing around, and they'd handed me the rifle. Well, I was just holding it. All of a sudden, hey, here comes a cottonmouth. And I'm talking about that cottonmouth was coming after us. He wasn't playing. So he was on top of that water, that head up like that, son. It was coming. So I'm not doing that gun like that. And I, could, I couldn't find the safety. I'd never shot it. I didn't know where the safety was even at. Why don't y'all give me the gun? <laughs> Come to find out my thumb was covering it up. <laughs> Watch this. We call it an axe and two thirty-eights. <laughs> it's a powerful weapon. 
but you got to know how to use it. And it's got to be used with the right spirit. Now watch this. Matthew, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and Luke 6. What do we call them? What is it called? The Beatitudes. What is the Beatitudes? Beautiful attitudes. That's what it means. Beautiful attitudes. Do you think we're living in a country with beautiful attitudes? And we're looking for resources and means and ways. I could change your attitude. Hollywood has embedded a lot of that in us. Make my day, man. I'm telling you, this lesson, this lesson deals with the very core, the very foundation, the very uh, bursting forth of who we are. You watch what Jesus with these instructions because it is really about our attitudes. Our attitude. <laughs> you ever woke up with a bad attitude? No response. <laughs> you ever woke up one of them days and you just knew, hey, this is going to be one of them days. <laughs> it do us good, you know, calling, hey, I'm going to be about an hour late because i got to go to an altar because if I don't go to an altar, y'all going to wish I'd never showed up. <laughs> come in an hour late than if I come like I am now. Because in an hour you'll be wanting me to leave. <laughs> Ooh, praise God. And, and so it, it really, it really, it really, it helps us. So let's just, man, I got so much here. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We'll just see what happens here. Hey Amen. Watch this. And um, so it really boils down to hearken, to hear, to hear what's being said, to hear what the Word of God you know, it's one thing to hear it because the very, if you, you watch it now, at the end of this thing is where he come to the focus verse. Hey man, you call me Lord of Lords, but you don't, you don't obey. You don't re- keep what I'm telling you to do. And this is after all these beatitudes that he had given to them and the power of them. And so when, when you watch this, that's where he says, blessed are they which are persecuted. Blessed means to be happy. When was the last time you got beside yourself when you was persecuted? When somebody done you wrong? When somebody falsely accused you? What was your attitude the last time you was somebody falsely accused you? Especially for the gospel's sake. Hey, I think it's very important that um, as we try to be soul winners and present the gospel and work with people uh, to be very long-suffering, to be very kind, to be very gentle. God don't need us to be arrogant. He doesn't need us to be high-minded. He doesn't need us to act like a know-it-all. Because that falls right back under that pride stuff that under pressure we blow up. Say things. You know, you can say the truth, but you can say it with such an attitude. I like a good steak, but I don't want to be beat up with it. I don't want it all over my face and not in my mouth. I prefer you just cook it and even let me... Let me do the cutting and 
Let me discern. <laughs> Amen. I don't want it just crammed. You watch some babies sometimes, you wonder, how can y'all? Uh, man, they're just. And they don't want to talk to them. That don't go over good with me. I tell them, don't talk, you just chew and swallow, because I sure don't want you to get choked. <laughs> I don't care for that stuff now. And if they don't do right, I tell them, spit it out. If you keep on, I'm going to give you a whipping. <laughs> will you? I sure will. Because I won't never forget that day. And I've been there a few times. I watched her older brother one day. We was tending to him. Hmm. He decided to go outside and eat dog food. When we found him, he was... I don't like that stuff. Thank God he come to my rescues because I hadn't been trained. But God, God came. Amen. A good... In Jesus' name. And that's just how it happened. I ain't... I ain't I ain't had nothing. I'm telling you, that's how it happened. But anyway, so that's the same way with this. God, Jesus, as He unfolds this, He, he knows, He knows. He's kind. He's long-suffering. He's gentle. Amen. And, 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 and working on our attitudes. Hmm. Thank God for His long-suffering. That He's willing to work with us and help us. And, and so as we watch this now, now James is going to help us out. When you start talking about, uh, amen, to cure the Word of God and to cure His voice. Because to obey Him, you've got to hear it. Okay? And I'm going to preach on this tonight because uh, God's really dealt me about faith. Faith, folks. Faith, folks. Well, we got back to faith. I'm talking about genuine faith. You're not understanding faith. Not seeing faith. But I'm talking about faith. <laughs> Faith, genuine faith. But anyway, here we go. So, so you can go and watch James now. Uh, I know I'm going to jump to some areas and probably some scriptures that uh, I'd love to. Acts, there's a couple of times. Now watch this. Uh, Acts, first two times in the book of Acts, the Bible talks about them. Amen. How that they heard the word of God. Watch this. Acts 2 and 41. I got a reason for this. Just, just hang on with me. Acts 2.41 says, Then they that gladly received his words were baptized. We got to gladly receive what's these, these beatitudes. And let this be your homework. Go home and read the 5th, 6th, and 7th chapter of Matthew. Listen to the instructions of Jesus Christ and how he expects us to to respond and how he warns us even how that against a brother to, to be uh, offended or mad or, or hate a brother without a cause. And, and I mean, it just goes on. I'm telling you, it deals with an area that's on the inside of us. Amen. He, he talks about how that we handle lust and, and how that we, you know, it talks about in the Old Testament they had to commit the acts. But now if you look upon and lust in the heart, it's already happened. And so I'm telling you, there's a lot in there that's dealing with the heart why because it's out of the heart out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaketh and watch this both God and the devil will bring about the circumstance or the situation to find out what's in the heart that's the reason the church through persecution can strive and have revival and see people born again when the devil's doing everything he can to persecute it and shut it down because there's something on the inside of us. The more you try to beat it out, the more it ignites it. 
It works totally the opposite of the way the world works. You know what the world wants to do? I want to shut him up. I want to lock him up. I want to bind him up. But Holy Ghost, people that follow after the instructions of Jesus in those, in those times, becomes the true peacemakers. They come to solve the problem. They come to be that example, amen, to love when nobody else would love. To show that compassion. To show that mercy. And, and so, as you watch this, and you see it's very important that we must gladly receive the word of God. And then, now let me finish that because there's a reason for it. Watch this. And the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. You know why? Because they gladly heard the word of God. It was gladly to receive it. When you go to Acts 4 and 4. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of the men was about 5,000. So we got to believe what this word has said. And, and you got to believe it like, you know what? He meant what he said here. And so with that in our heart, to be a follower of Jesus, <laughs> you got to have an ear to hear the word of God. You've got to have a heart, a mind, and a spirit. I want to gladly receive the word of God, Lord. Whatever you instruct me, whatever doctrines, that's the teachings, that's what it is, doctrines. You know, we're living, we're living in a world today that wants, they want both worlds. Amen. They want to come to the church and they want to be saved, but yet they want to live their own lives. Go to their own places, do their own things and things of that nature. Uh, but but that, that can't happen, that, that can't, can't unfold, can't take place. But it's important how we respond, how we uh, handle people, how we handle circumstances, a situation. And so, for if you don't mind, for just a little bit here, we're going to go to, to James' writings, James 2 and 5. And, and uh, uh, watch this. The latter part of that first chapter from James simply here is, is what? Being a hearer and doer. Of the word of God. If you back up the first chapter. Amen. About the 19th verse. He says. For, for my beloved brethren. Let every man be swift to hear. And slow to speak. And slow to wrath. That says a lot right there. For the wrath of man. Worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart. All filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Amen. That's excess. That's what that word actually means. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. We are wild olive branches. 
and we're grafted into the trunk, the tame one called Jesus Christ, which was that Jehovah God. Is that one Lord, one God, one faith, one baptism? And you and I, we would what if you do a study on wild olive branch? They couldn't bear olives, but if they was grafted in, amen, to a tame one, they could start bearing the fruits of the Holy Ghost. They could start bearing the the, the berries and the olives and the amen that they could. Hallelujah! But you and I cannot do it. But first of all, without hearing the word of God and receiving it with gladness and then letting it, amen, not only a hearer, becoming a doer right. of the word of God. So that's what James is, is helping us to understand here. He says, but be ye doers of the word and not curers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a curer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man that beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of a man he was. That's like taking the word of God. And the word of God is like a mirror unto us. And we look into the mirror and we see what kind of a man we really are. Amen. And we're wretched and we're naked and we're undone. Hallelujah. But all of a sudden, and if we just lay it down and just walk away and just don't just forget about all of that and just go on our merry ways. No. We gotta take the word of God. Amen. It comes like a mirror. <laughs> Have you ever read it and all of a sudden that verse just kind of leaps off the pages? <laughs> And just kind of hits you right between the eyes and, and smokes your heart. And you say, Oh God, help me. <laughs> that's what this is all about. That's what God, that's being, that's being a disciple. Of Jesus Christ. I know sometimes we have the mentality. And sometimes we may even bring it across that way. That we're so perfect when we get the Holy Ghost. We don't make any. You know that's for that other bunch. That's, that's where we think everybody else ought to live. <laughs> well that didn't go over too good. But it, you know what I'm saying. Amen. It's easy. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take you back into the attitude. So Jesus Christ himself said, he says, judge not that he be not judged. Because how can you judge, amen, to get the, get the beam, amen, or get the speck out of your brother's eye when you got a beam in yours. You know what he's saying? And the beam is like a log or a big plank, amen, compared to a dust in your brother's eye. But you can see the little speck in your brother's eye, but you can't see the beam in your own eye. That's what it's talking But thank God for the word. The word of God that's a light. The word of God that cuts away. A word of God that reaches into us. Amen. Because you know what? The most important thing that you and I have got is make sure in this end time that we're not deceived. Hallelujah. Not allow our own selves to be deceived. Because we wasn't only a hearer, but we become a doer of the word of God. It can't be that you just know what to do and how to do it. You've got to do it. Good intentions will not save us. Got to plot, got to do it. And so, as you watch James' writings here, and uh, he says, uh, he talks about the mirror, he talks about, he said, behold, he said, whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work which man shall be blessed in his deeds. You can watch him. He's going to be blessed. God's going to bless him. God's going to keep him. God's going to walk with him. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Amen. Notice the bridling now. What's a bridle for? We, we see where bridles used for horses. Talk about the tongue to control it. That bridle's used, amen, to left or to the right or even to stop. 
Well, trained horses don't need a bridle. I've never rode any like that, but <laughs> hey, man, they, But you know what? They're waiting on the, the rider to give them instructions. And sometimes all it takes is a bumping of a knee. And you better be hanging on. Because those horses that are trained like that, when you bump that side, especially when they use cutting cows, <laughs> They'll cut and leave you <laughs> in the dust. <laughs> I know. But anyway, amen. So bridle, bridles is to, amen. So if we, we, we become, and, and I'm going to go back to something now. In pressured times, <laughs> that's the reason Paul said, be angry and sin not. Because the times when we're frustrated, the times that we become aggravated, and the times that we have bad attitudes, <laughs> and things are just going wrong. Hey man, we're pronged and subject to say things and do things that we wouldn't normally do. But thank God for the Holy Ghost that's in us that comes to secure, that comes to comfort, comes to help us and assist us along these times and these areas. Hey man, that you know what? That we can do exactly what God wants to, and we can handle this just like God wants us to handle it. And sometimes, even to the point Jesus taught him, he said, if stop you on one side. Turn the other one. We're talking about he is either. <laughs> Praise God. Some of you ain't laughing. You don't laugh. Well, anybody praying pray for Ukraine? I am. I'm praying God to help Ukraine. Well, I understand Russia didn't have no business doing what to do, and I'm just, I got to take everybody's word for it, you know. But, you know, we don't believe most of it. Right, so, what you going to do? I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. God have mercy on them. God help them, you know. Help, 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 help Mr. Putin and all the rest of them realize hey, this ain't, this ain't the way to go. Amen. We're going to destroy. And now you watch it. People that, that goes and follows these kind of methods and ways, you have your father. Because the father from the very beginning was a murderer, was a thief, was a liar. He's a father of all lies. That's the reason you can't listen to his, what he has to say about you. He's lying to you. I'm telling you, we can live a life. We can live overcoming life. We can be caught up in the rapture. We can be ready to meet our Lord. We can handle. I didn't say we was perfect and this time we're going to drop the ball. But we have an advent with the Father. Amen. When those times happen in our lives. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. We can't just use that as a means or a ways and, and use it for a scapegoat. No. No. Hallelujah. I made that mistake that time. But you know what? God, if you'll give me another chance, another opportunity, I'm going to do different. I'm going to do better. Amen. Now watch this. Go back to, amen, to that fifth chapter of Acts. It was in the fourth chapter. Amen. They was thrown into the dungeon, into prison. Amen. Because of preaching of the gospel and they tried to shut them up. And you know, watch what God done. God sent an angel down there. He rescued them. He got them out of there. They didn't even know they left. Guards were still standing at the gates. The gates were locked up. Amen. When all the council bunch got down there to go get them, bring them into the council, behold, they go down there. Hey, and the jailhouse empty. <laughs> they better jailbreak and nobody didn't even know it. With no holes in the ceiling, with no holes in the, in the floor. All the guards is well awake and looking, observing. And but you know what? They didn't leave the city. But they went to the Son of God. They went to the temple. He told them to go preach. And that's where they found them. Huh. Because of this, though, now watch this. This is where Gamal steps in and warns because they wanted to destroy them. The council pulled together and said, hey, we want to, we're going to destroy them. Gamal said, hey, hey, I'm going to warn you. And he warned him about it and talked about the other two that come. And I don't have time for all that. But you watch what leads up to this. But they, 
they put stripes on their back. And what did they do? They rejoiced. They was not ashamed to be beaten for the gospel's sake. This is my own personal observation, if you don't mind. I didn't read this. I'm just, this is me. I believe America's been protected a long time with, with civilization and, and, and you know, humanity and laws. And, but I'm telling you what, I'm seeing us in a trend now. I'm seeing us head in direction toward, toward Christians. Because I'm going to tell you something. Majority believes this is a bunch of baloney. They think that we're off our rocker. <laughs> Amen. That we're a little crazy. We're, a little, we're just a little too fanatical about this. But it don't change the book. And so you and I could see the day <laughs> where they may pull up at our homes or, or this place and say, hey, y'all being too loud, being this. Because when they get ready, man, and the devil gets in, the, in, in their hearts, they'll find a reason. They'll find a reason. Amen. To come. So we have got to condition ourselves and prepare ourselves that when that moment comes, hmm, amen, we're going to line them up with M69. <laughs> I'll just see if you're listening. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Some of you's not because you're not laughing, so you, didn't, you missed it. Now you're wondering. <laughs> Praise God. I'm just trying to help you this morning. No, that ain't, that ain't our way. We sing about it. We don't fight a man that way. We don't use uh, missiles and bombs. Uh, no, we worship, we praise, uh, we magnify. We believe in God that can send angels. Uh, and, and, you know, if not, then, you know what, sometimes uh, what happens to some of us, uh, hey man, what are some of us lose? Uh, ask Jane's mother how she felt about the outcome. And they beheaded him. But he rescued Peter. Hmm. But you tell me who is the winner. Sometimes it may come to that. And you and I have got to have the, we've got to have the goods. We've got to have Matthew 5, 6, and 7 anchored and settled in our spirits and our hearts and our minds. Amen. For the gospel's sake. Now, notice I said for the gospel's sake. And I'm not trying to find a loophole here. Amen. I, I think there's some places and areas that we can protect and things of that nature. But you know what? I also feel like sometimes... Uh, Man, there, there's a lack on our part, amen, that reason some things unfold, we let the enemy get a toehold. We let the enemy get an upper hand, amen, and in prayer and things, we just, we didn't, we didn't stop it. Old Testament, we see, we see where prophets were used of, of, of God, amen, instructed Israel, amen, to keep them out of the enemy's way and always have an upper hand against the enemy in the physical realm. Well, that be likewise in the New Testament, amen, as we walk in the Spirit, as we are led by the Spirit to accomplish and achieve it. And you and I can't do it. We can't do it without the Holy Ghost. You can't do it without, the, without the, being led by the Spirit of God. And so James goes on, and I'm, I'm trying to finish up. What time is it? Am I, am I running too late? Huh? 11.30. Okay, I got a few minutes. Um, watch in the second chapter here. Amen. I, I want you to watch what, what really begins to unfold here. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. 
For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, there come in also a poor man in vile raiment. In other words, somebody comes in, buddy. I mean, he's dressed to the T, buddy. He's got on that $10,000 suit. How about that one? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know if he's there. I'm anyway. He got on that $10,000 suit. You know, he rode up in him. Man, he's got, he's somebody. I mean, you can just tell the way he walks. He conducts himself. He's somebody. Hallelujah. And then here comes somebody else, and he's got on rags. He's got on something so far out of style. Got holes in it that don't look so good. And, amen. And he comes, he comes, uh, he may not come in with the same strut. He may not come in with the same kind of, you know, I'm somebody. Amen. <laughs> Hello, but watch how James, how, how you going to treat him? How you going to treat him? You know how he taught us to treat him? Now watch us. I'm, I'm going to work on both sides of the fence here. Some of us would have no problem going to that poor man. Some of us would have no problem going to that when the rags... Well, y'all wasn't expecting that, was you? Because James told us, he said, hey, we want to make room for that one, Scott. What's, what's, what's James really telling us? Well, why don't we treat them all the same? Why don't we love them all? Everybody needs God. I don't care how much money you got and what you're wearing or how poor you are. Everybody needs God. And so for them to receive God and the love of God, we got to treat them both the same. We got to love both of them. We got to make room for both of them. We got to be willing, regardless of which one took my seat, they can have it. <laughs> Apparently, that turkey don't know I've been here 50 years and <laughs> my behind's imprinted in that seat. I don't know why. <laughs> Woo! Praise God! And that's probably the reason you're acting that way because your behind's imprinted in that seat. <laughs> Hallelujah! Preaching, you didn't even know it, did you? <laughs> amen. Because you wouldn't be acting that way, amen, if it wasn't so imprinted in that seat. Because if you up worship and magnifying God, everybody would know that was your seat because they really don't know where you're going to wind up. Because when you get to worshiping and magnifying God, I tell you, they were sitting. But in that upper room when the Holy Ghost fell, the sitting, amen, they got over just sitting around. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. So, anyway. <laughs> So this is what James, fifth chapter. Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith? There's a key. Rich in faith. He goes and he talks about, our lesson talked about it, how the people are willing to sacrifice talents, skills, and abilities to work for the kingdom. And a lot of times the kingdom doesn't pay what the kingdom of this world pays. Far as money. You know, we always pick on the singers about being uh, persuaded by money and selling their talents out to the world. <laughs> the Tony, we was, we was talking about Elvis Presley. And uh, he had pulled it up and said he was in a, not sure if it was maybe, it might have been a Trinitarian, but it was a Pentecostal church. Did you know that he was actually, his singing ability and all that was first born at a church? Even the dance that he had. It belongs to the church, not to the world. But because the same temptation that you read about in the fourth chapter of Matthew, 
And if we're not careful and we fail to use the weapon called the word of God against that temptation, we'll sell out. And give ourselves unto it. For what? Money. Money. He talks about that. He talks about the rich. Hmm. Praise God. So if we ever need balance, folks, we need balance. Because we need money. We want to buy a field. We want to build some buildings. We want to have our own school. We want to have the right faculty, amen. <laughs> About five million is a good start. <laughs> some of your expressions won't change at all. That's the reason I'm going to preach on faith tonight. Hallelujah. Well, I just can't see that happen. <laughs> I just don't understand that. You know what I'd do? I was going to pray you this tonight, but you know what I'd do? I'd start praying now, God. Amen, I believe it. And you know what, God? If you'll start blessing me, I'm going to start storing up, and I'm going to start laying up. And when the opportunity comes, I'm going to give, amen, the way you bless me. I'm going to make sure I don't miss the opportunity. Amen. I'm going to lay up, amen, for the offering. Amen. That's Bible. Amen. Paul had the, had the, the, the Gentile churches would lay up, amen, for what? For the Jew church in Jerusalem because they were so persecuted. They was about to die. Amen. They was about to starve to death. And it was Gentile churches that took up offerings and Paul and others were taken to them. Praise God. Guess what? This old Gentile church has been blessed. It really has. That's the reason it's so important for us to... You, you stand. I'm through. I'm, I'm, I'm through. I'm, I'm, I'm not through, but I am through. Uh, if I can put it that way. Praise God. There is so much. I'm telling y'all. If you go back and read, there is so much. So much in this lesson, in those scriptures uh, of, of our conduct. Our conversation. Amen. So, you know, when you go right back to it, and the, the latter part, amen, watch him. When he wound that sixth chapter up, and I'm through, but let me, let me touch this, because this is important. Because this is the area you hear it all the time. Jesus said, finishing this up, after if we hear him and obey it, he says, I'm going to liken you to what? To a wise man. And he gave us an example of a wise man. A wise man would go out, amen, and he'll dig down and find a foundation. If you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you've got to find the foundation first. And if you don't get the foundation laid right, and have the right material, it doesn't matter what you build on above that. It's going to be like the foolish man. It's going to crumble out from under him. And so the wise man finds a rock, the Bible says. And we know that rock from the Old Testament was Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. And the doctrines of the apostles. And I showed you two places in the book of Acts where they gladly heard and received the word of God. The apostles' doctrine. That foundation is a must. 
if you're going to survive the storms, if you're going to ride out, amen, what God wants us to be, that repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is that foundation. It was so important to the Apostle Paul, he wouldn't go to other places where other men had done laid other foundations. He'd find places they had not been laid, and he would go. And that foundation is the gospel, the good tidings. Did you know that means also information? Receiving the right information. You and I are not here by an accident. It's that all-seeing eye, that guiding eye, is bringing us, giving us opportunities to hear His Word and to feel His love and power and presence. Let's be about the King's business. Let's study to show ourselves approved Unto God, not to man, not to impress men. To astound them by our memorizations, our learning skill. But that we might lead others to Christ. That we might, because watch this. Go back to that bridle. There was a couple of ways that was given to us, even out of James' writings. If, if our religion was, was, was sound, he said, you'll visit the widows in their afflictions and the fatherless, the orphans. You're willing to reach out to people that can never, ever possibly bless you because you're doing it out of love and not for return. Watch what he said. Now, I know I'm finished, but watch what he said. It's not a big deal to love those that love you. Said so sinners does that. But loving your enemy, loving that and that persecutes you, loving that brother or sister that talks about you. Praise God. I'm telling you, this thing is power packed. This lesson is power packed against our nature. But you know what? We're not walking by our nature. We've been born again of the water and spirit. We got a kingdom on side of us that's alive and well. Let's live for God. Live for God. You're doing what's right. Don't give up. Don't go weary. You keep living. You keep praying. You keep witnessing. I'm telling you, folks, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Uh, I know maybe I didn't touch some of the areas here. I, I've done my best. I knew the time was going to get us. Um, but hopefully something's been said here this morning that will impact your mind, your heart, and spirit. Did you know what? I want to live for God. I want to live for God. I want to live the way God wants me to live. I don't want to be just a hearer, but God help me be a doer. God bless you this morning. Appreciate you. Back tonight, 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. God bless you.